1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another week of Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them. I am Kyle Rainey. I am joined again, first time in a little while, by my co-host Gary Hall. Gary,
0: how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, Been a while since I've been on a podcast. Took a little vacation. I went back refreshed, so hopefully we can uh, continue to do what we need to do.
1: Yeah, um, we're going to start our divisional... Coverage here discussing players from each team divisionally and how they look like they might have a gear fantasy-wise here by by position groups. Uh, but we'll start with some news here first. Uh, some interesting news here. Uh, Saints GM Mickey Loomis calls Taysom Hill a top flight tight end while well, praising his talent this past week. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the name Taysen Hill wants to be called as a tight end, but he's already being paid as a quarterback. So, I guess if you want to pay forty or forty million for uh, for a tight end, go for it, Mickey. Colts pro, pro scout is gushing over fourth round pick Kyler or er, Kylen Granson. Uh, states that he has dynamic speed. He's the type of f tight end that he'd like to have on his roster to be able to really kind of expose the slot play. Uh, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald is still undecided on returning for the season or re- retiring and riding off into the sunset.
0: You think he would probably sign with a contender? At this uh,
1: point? No, he's kind of already said if he's going to play again, he's re-signing with Arizona. Or he's ending his career as as a Cardinal. That's good. Uh, former, t- uh, former Titans tight end, say that ten times fast, Delaney Walker hopes to sign with a contender... Uh, so he's looking to go with that, that thought process you yeah. had originally had. Uh, t- current Titans tight end, Anthony Ferkser, uh, should be seeing more snaps this year. And thanks to Laney Walker and Johnny Smith for getting him ready and into the position he's in this year. Yeah, we'll see what he can do. It's been a guy I've been interested in pretty much the entire offseason. He looked like he had flashes last year. And given the talent around there, he doesn't have to be the number one or number two option. He can get open. He might make some waves. Uh, The Carolina Panthers are hopeful for some tight end upgrade this year. Moving on, really, from uh, Ian Thomas. They've signed Dan Arnold and Tommy Tommy Tremble out of the draft, Uh, and they're hoping to see better production than they had last year, given they were a bottom three tight end team, I think.
0: Yeah, and I mean... Trumbull's not really like the traditional tight ends where we're blocking tight end. Dave, I, I heard people start
1: to, after I mean, granted we saw tape and weren't a huge fan of him. I've seen a lot of people start to compare him to Charles Clay. That H-back style who mm-hmm. had a little bit more receiving-wise than he was able to show in college. Uh, Allen Robinson and the Chicago Bears are not expected to sign an extension prior to the deadline for uh, extensions this year. with fr- Which franchise tagged players.
0: I think that's going to play out into the season because they're going to want to see um, how Justin Fields does at some point.
1: Yeah, I think Allen Robinson's side is going to want to see that. Yeah. I th- Chicago wants him. Right. I, mean, I don't think Allen Robinson's quite on par to go, yeah, let me re-sign here right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive tackle Russell Okung is waiting on the right opportunity before signing with the team. Uh, right opportunity might just be the cost of Bitcoin dropping and getting paid even yeah. more money. Um <laughs> And defensive tackle Jarrell Casey is mulling over multiple options after coming off of, I believe, a torn Achilles last year. uh, Traded to Denver from Tennessee and didn't really get to do much of anything there. But we will start off our divisional previews with the AFC East, uh, Gary and I's home division. Gary, what do you say we start with our home team? Let's start with the Buffalo Bills here.
0: Yeah, so fantasy relevance. Um, obviously, quarterback position, Josh Allen's going to be... A top three quarterback. Yeah, top three quarterback. Was the best fantasy pl- football player overall last year. So if you can put a similar season together, he's still going to be top five. Which is funny. I did talk about last year, or last week,
1: in my discussion about uh, players to sell, buy or sell on. And Josh Allen and I sold on. It's nothing against Josh Allen, but it's it's the fact of it being that I think at a lot of Buffalo leagues and a lot of leagues across the country where people saw what Josh Allen did last year, mm-hmm. people were going to overdraft him. It's like a Mahomes thing. It is the exact same thing. That's what I compared it to was the Mahomes thing was, yes, Mahomes is still a good quarterback, but for the position that they drafted him in, in those leagues, it did not pan out where you want it. Um, but I think Josh Allen's still a top five quarterback this this upcoming season. Uh, I don't think Mitchell Trubisky, Jake Fromm, or Davis Webb are going to carry any fantasy relevance. No,
0: unless there's, God forbid... Some yes, Mitch, Trubi- Mitch Trubisky
1: has the ability to carry fantasy relevance in the case of emergency. Right. But that's obviously something nobody wants to talk about right now. Running back. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Matt Breda. This has Devonta Freeman and TJ Yeldon listed, and they're not even on this roster. No. Um, and Antonio Williams... I think honestly, that's a dartboard.
0: I know. Um, I'm leaning towards Zach Moss being the getting more carries than Singletary, but Moss was the highest-rated uh, pro football focus running back on the roster the
1: last five weeks. Yeah. So, so. if he can t- pick it back up after the injury, he should be the number one.
0: And um, if Matt Brady can make the roster, I think he can provide some sort of catching and. Um, pass catching.
1: Matt Brady is going to be a player, and I'm going to say it outright. Uh, I don't think Matt Brady is a guy that you're going to make dollars to donuts for in a redraft league, right? But Matt Brady might be a guy if you're playing against a team that's very poor run defense in daily fantasy mm-hmm. that you can make bread and butter on. If Matt Brady gets a change of pace and Buffalo's up big, Matt Brady might see some big breakaway carries for yeah. dirt cheap on fa- on FanDuel or fa- or. Uh,
0: the DraftKings and like we know the the Bills like to pass, so maybe they're going to use all three running backs in different situations.
1: I could see it, and I mean Antonio Williams might even factor in as a, as a short yardage back. He showed his power last year. Uh, receiver wise, I guess this question is more of where do you stop, not when do you stop. Right. Stephon Diggs is a top five receiver. That's mm-hmm. that's known, and I don't think that's going to change. Cole Beasley's listed as fifty seven here, and I think I could still move him up this list. I know everybody's out here. Pro Football Focus is saying he's on the list to be cut. No, he had a spat with the media, so now everybody's turning their back and saying he's not going right. to be on the team. He
0: was one of the top slot receivers. He was in the league.
1: best slot receiver in the league last year. He was a, tw- a top twenty-five wide receiver. He's not. It's one of those media like
0: push the narrative things. He he played
1: and performed with a broken leg, mm-hmm. like. Cole Beasley is for the best bang for your buck as a player here. Last year, John Brown and Beasley were both in that spot, and it was kind of a coin flip. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Cole Beasley has continued to prove the last three years he's been a top 35 wide receiver. He gets consistently shunned and drafted outside the top 120. If I can get Cole Beasley in round 12, taking him happily. Uh, Gabriel Davis. Intriguing.
0: Right, because... I mean, he was a rookie last year, had his... Seven touchdowns, led rookies in touchdowns. He had some games where he put up some points, and there's some games where he just didn't show up, but I think that also has to deal with, like, the John Brown factor.
1: Um, I mean, on the depth chart, and this is... I guess this is where it is watching training camp, is... Wide receiver two, and I put that in air quotes because Cole Beasley's is clearly the slot guy. Yeah. Is wide receiver two going to be Sanders or Gabriel Davis? If it's Gabriel Davis, I think you have to honor Gabriel Davis as being a legitimate fantasy threat.
0: Right, and maybe they'll split time between the twos with Sanders and Davis?
1: I mean, Buffalo really like to run the four wide set, and, Gabriel, and Emmanuel Sanders is kind of a surgeon with his route running. Right. I can see Sanders being a nice addition as more of an inside receiver. Not necessarily mm-hmm. saying he's going to run those slot routes, But to let him operate and get open inside where he doesn't have to use his speed to burn it, Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders has upside. Mm -hmm. He might be a nice weekly flex play or flex play with a good schedule, but I don't think I'm banking Emmanuel Sanders as, like... Right.
0: I mean, I can see the Bills doing more five-wide sets and not putting a tight end on the field because they know they're not... Super strong at tight end, and when we have four receivers that are legitimate, and then you even got a guy like Isaiah McKenzie, or you stick a a Marquez Stevenson out there. Or Isaiah Hodgkins, who they said
1: looked great through camp so far, and he's also a 6'4 body.
0: I mean, there's nothing against Dawson Knox and stuff like that, but if we're going to have a better, stronger receiving core, why not put your receivers out there? Absolutely agree. Did you see the fun note
1: on uh, Isaiah McKenzie, though? about I, the restaurant? Uh, no, no. About his slot reps. Last year, there was only one player close to Cole Beasley with slot re- production, and it was actually Isaiah McKenzie mm-hmm. when Beasley wasn't on the field. Mm-hmm. His slot separation, efficiency, all of the above. Yep. And that's really the thing. Like, I guess if something tragic happens, Cole Beasley retires or gets pissed off, I don't think we're in bad hands having Isaiah McKenzie here. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what you necessarily want. Isaiah McKenzie will tell you Cole Beasley's better than him in the slot. He did say that to somebody who retweeted that at him. Mm. Oh, Mackenzie will beat Beasley. And Mackenzie tweets back, Cole's a beast in the slot. No, I won't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Game recognizes game. I digress. Uh, tight ends here. Tight ends here is a mixed bag. Obviously, you and I being Bills fans, we want to have high optimism. We both like the Jacob Hollister option.
0: Yeah, but I intriguing. don't
1: think it's like a super fantasy option outside of super deep leagues. Dawson Knox is a guy who I think if if you're in your last round and you want a backup tight end and you want to take a flyer or a dart, he's not a bad option. The guy went and was catching ping pong balls out of jugs machines to work on his mm-hmm. eye strength. But that doesn't necessarily equate to anything on the field. I don't think we've ever really seen that.
0: Right, I mean, we don't know. He had a lot of drop issues last year. And that's what he went to that guy for, but... the.
1: The doctor, the guy who he went and spoke with is a baseball statistician. Yeah. He's teaching baseball guys. Like, hate to tell you this, Dawson, but baseball's not football.
0: I know. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe he'll have, like, a a leap in production this year. We'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, run, down low the
1: bills. Josh Allen, top five. Uh, Singletary Moss, Breda, Flyers, I would not even hazard to say as a as a running back two. I think I more want them as my three, my bye week problem
0: or my flex spot. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I want anything to do with Bills running backs at the moment.
1: Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley, I could I could find ways to start and be a top three wide receiver on my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel Davis is probably more of an upside wide receiver four or five. S- same as Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox is a very deep flex tight end at the best. Mm-hmm. Um, on to the next team in the division I think it's Miami in terms of alphabetical it is Miami Uh, Tua Tungavailoa and Jacoby Brissett so I'll be the first to say this in our Dynasty League I actually own Jacoby Brissett Mm -hmm. and that's only because somebody caught him after he got caught from Indy he immediately signed with Miami and I went well if Tua can't stay on the field he's worth something
0: yeah because he'll get some time he might be that reliever, whatever. Um, I don't Personally, I don't want anything to do with Tua right now just because of the inconsistencies. Um, I know that he's, they started to build a roster around him, but I'm still not confident enough. It's one of those things. It's like, look at Josh Allen. Everyone was the same way about Josh Allen. Could he take a, a leap this year? Yes. Bingo. But personally, as a fan, it's one of those boomer bust things. I don't want to take that risk. You might think, hey, uh, I think it could be another Josh Allen type situation where he takes a leap. So I don't want to say Josh Allen.
1: I think what actually is coming to mind here, and I hate that I'm even putting this out in the universe here, he very much so reminds me of Lamar Jackson two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. He saw, he gave glimmers of hopes. He he didn't prove that he can not turn the ball over, which Lamar wasn't the greatest at that as, as a rookie. And then the next year he came back out, and it was night and day different. And for Miami fans, I think that's what they want to see. Um, I, would, I wouldn't say that I am I need to draft Tua. If I've got a top-flight quarterback, which, I mean, I've already discussed in here, I don't like doing that. Right. But if I've done that and I've got a top-three quarterback, maybe I don't go with another high-end quarterback. Maybe my last pick, I go Tua as my backup. Mm-hmm. The high upside's there. I don't know why I just gave that. <laughs> uh, but I don't think I need to bank on Tua... I don't think unless I'm, I'm drafting Tua for upside, I'm drafting Tua at all.
0: Right. I mean, he's going to probably be there late. And unless you're really, really bad at picking your quarterbacks or if you're really desperate. Or you,
1: I guess the other way i draft Tua is if, like, you really screwed around and drafted high with position players. Right. And your number one quarterback is Matt Ryan. Right. And your number two is, like, Jared Goff. Then, yes, by all means, draft your third quarterback and shoot with darts there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely don't think I need him on a roster fantasy wise this year. Uh running backs. This is also interesting. Miles Gaskin, Selvin Ahmed, Malcolm Brown, Garrett Dokes. And I only put Garrett Dokes in this because he is a rookie and he has a chance to try to do something here.
0: I think Malcolm Brown's gonna be the number two.
1: Yes. I was looking at it and thinking the same thing. Uh Selvin Ahmed didn't do anything really to impress when he had carries. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Brown's a ground and pound guy. He scored with the Rams. He showed that he could score. Um, I think Gaskins is going give, to be given every opportunity to keep this job. Right. Um, I don't necessarily think I believe it. I don't know if Miami's going to be the best running team in the league because I don't necessarily like that. I think they're going to try to I think they're
0: yeah. going to try to see what Tua can do and like. Um, th- his big problem last year was not getting the ball downfield, and I think they're going to try to. Expose that a little bit more.
1: Well, I mean, they've added Will Fuller and Jalen Waddell. Uh, but we'll get to that in just a second. Um, yeah, I just... Miles Gaskin's not going to be bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I need to jump on Miles Gaskin as a top two. Like, like I don't need him as my running back two on my right. roster. He's going to be a guy that I have my roster and I either flex in when I have a bad flex matchup or I have to start due to bye weeks. I don't think I want him as somebody on my roster personally that I have to rely on week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receivers, though, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell. In this rankings, they're 37, 46, and 51. I think I'd probably switch Fuller and Waddle. I think I'd say F- Waddle by the end of the year is the clear-cut number one. I don't don't trust Will Fuller to be healthy by the end of the year. Right, and Devontae Parker is made of glass. <laughs> It's not even Devonta Parker's mere glass. Devonta Parker, I think, quits too often. Yeah, I think But he... we've also never seen Devonta Parker as the number two receiver. He's always had to face number one corners. Yeah. That could open up Devonta Parker as well, and I kind of hope it does. Um, but that's it. Like Will Fuller was, was infamous in Houston, where he was that two to three wide receiver behind DeAndre, mm-hmm. and he'd either put up a 35 point fantasy game mm-hmm. or two points. Yeah, right. And it's the streakiness to Will Fuller. So like, I don't expect it to change just because he's in Miami now. It's It'd actually probably tougher to get him the ball. Be a good flex option. I'm not saying I wouldn't take him, but that's it. Is you take Will Fuller, and when I took Will Fuller. I don't know how you were. I would take Will Fuller in the 100 to 120 range, knowing he's my wide receiver four, and I yeah. can play him matchup based. I never wanted Will Fuller as a guy who, I, oh, well, yeah, he had two 20-point weeks. He's my number two receiver now. No. Right. I don't want that at all. I think Jalen Waddell's skill eventually is going to continue to help and build them over. Um, and
0: like we said, it's the production of these players, too, are all going to depend on Tua.
1: On what Tua can do. And that's the thing. I, I'm i starting to see a lot more on why Gusecki's here at 11. Um, because you and I are very high on Mike Gusecki's
0: talent. Right. And when he was paired with Fitzpatrick, he was tearing it up.
1: Yes, and that's it. He only had three touchdowns well Tua was under center and two of them came in the same game. Tua started what? Seven, eight games. Yeah. Gasecki had three touchdowns in those eight. The rest of his production came with fits. Mm-hmm. So I can see being a little squirrely there. You gotta monitor that through preseason, see if he's maybe changing that. Um I'm not saying Gasecki's not a tight end, one, because he definitely definitely deserves to be drafted mm -hmm. as a starting tight end in a a redraft league. But as we said with the receivers, where's Tua? How do we we grow from there? Uh, So recap here, Tua doesn't necessarily need to be drafted. Uh, Miles Gaskin, draftable, but does not have to be a starter for you. Right. Malcolm Brown's a guy who you might want to tab early, who might be a touchdown vulture and might be able to get you... (sighs) Trying to think of like maybe like Garrett Blount points. Yeah. Not gonna ever beat up a bunch of yards, but he's gonna have maybe one or two touchdowns in a game here or there. Uh, all three receivers for Miami are draftable. I don't know if I'd need to place any of them as a number two wide receiver, though. You're probably better as a number three in a three receiver league mm-hmm. or a flex. Um Mike is still number one tight end, just a bit of a headache with what he can offer. This is gonna be fun. New England Patriots, Cam Newton, not even on my radar. No, not even close. Um, So that's something I didn't talk about on the air. Cam Newton admitted that he has not felt healthy since 2016 after getting hit and tearing an AC joint. His throwing arm has not felt healthy in five years. I mean, it showed. Yeah, and it's not a coincidence. He threw a pick, go figure, made the tackle and tore his AC joint. Mm Mm-hmm. So I do I think Cam can hold off Mac Jones? No, no. At least he'll probably <clears throat> excuse me.
0: He'll probably get <coughs> excuse me a couple games. Um, he might even win a couple. But I think down the stretch, Mac Jones is going to be the starter. Um, you can maybe stash Mac Jones on your bench and see what happens. Kind of like uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert last year. Um, but I think Mac Jones obviously going to overtake at some point there, so I don't really want to put my um, eggs in a basket with the New England quarterbacks right away, um, at least high. See, and I like that you were on the same wavelength as Mac Jones
1: because quite honestly that was the same thought I had as, as Justin Herbert and before I get crucified – I'm not saying he's anywhere near as talented as Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's a special dude. But Mac Jones is in the offense that is fit for the type of player he is. Right. It's almost- Everything I've heard out of camp has been that that is exactly who's their coordinator? Josh McDaniels. Yes. That's the exact quarterback Josh McDaniels wants. They've been talking to each other and they're on the same page as a mm-hmm. rookie quarterback. These two are going to gel and it's going to be something scary. Doesn't have to mean Mac Jones is the most talented. Tom Brady's not the most talented quarterback right. ever. In terms of all around athleticism, he's not. Right. He's just but very smart. Yes, he can play to system strengths. And I think that reminds me of what Mac can do. I mm-hmm. really do. That's why that's why, honestly, in my one heavy dynasty league, I, I took the flyer on him, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh running backs. It's uh
0: this one's one of those, another They have four in the top hundred.
1: Well, they have four in the top hundred, and I think mm-hmm. you and I can both remove the same guy immediately. Damian Harris is listed as one. Mm-hmm. James White, Sony Michelle, Ramondre Stevenson. You can get rid of Sony Michelle for me. Yeah, I'm not. I don't need John Sony Michelle. Um, They're talking
0: about even cutting him.
1: I think I could drop Michelle out of the top hundred, leapfrog Stevenson's for James White, mm-hmm. and drop James White where Sony Michelle is. Mm-hmm. I think Damian Harris still sees the lion's share of the carries. I do too. He's <clears throat> the only pure rusher that's proven to do anything in that. On that roster,
0: I think Stevenson could end up be,
1: being a touchdown vulture, a
0: touchdown vulture, or if Harris doesn't really do well, I think Stevenson might be taking a job. He reminds me. He reminds me of Legarrette Blunt, and Belichick loved to use him. But Belichick also did use him very heavily as a touchdown vulture. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens there. They. Bush. <laughs> they. Uh, it's it's tough picking a New England running back. It always has been,
1: and that's the thing. It'll change up. There's four guys here, and Sony Michelle will lead the team in rushing in the first four weeks and not be heard from again. New England's famous for this. Do it. Do I dare mention Jonas Gray? Huh. Do you remember him? No. <laughs> he had one four touchdown game against Miami and was off the roster six weeks later.
0: Well, um, when the the Bills running back was it, um, Gillisley? Yep. He had had like a two couple big touchdowns big. Dude, and then didn't even play the rest of the season. They cut him. Uh, number seven on the New England depth chart, Brandon
1: Affin Bolden, has had more two touchdown games against the Bills than I can count, mm-hmm. and he's number seven on this depth chart. Yeah. Um, I think Damian Harris is going to be the guy, and the thing is, Damian Harris wasn't a touchdown scorer, so that might be your best connection there. Ramondre Stevenson being a guy who can punch in touchdowns, Damian Harris being the guy who's going to get you a hundred plus yards a game, right? Perfect. <clears throat> Who's catching passes? James White. Perfect. Same thing he always does. Um, but I don't necessarily need any of them. Damian Harris is going to be the guy you know is going to get you maybe ten points. Um, but that's really it. He's not going to get you a bunch. Of, if he punches in a touchdown, his high his high sides twenty maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, wide receivers. This is like a puke bucket. <sighs> it's it looks messy. It smells nasty. Uh, Nelson Aguilar revitalized his career last year. I don't necessarily know that that means that I want to trust him as a top edge player here.
0: And that was with a more car passer, a quarterback.
1: Yeah. Um, Jacoby Meyer, I still like. Jacoby Meyer is a guy that I'd probably be willing to take a flyer on um, late, mm-hmm. like 16, 17. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, I do not understand that one at all. And Keel Harry's on his way out.
0: Yeah, he requested a
1: trade. A trade uh, Bucky Brooks earlier stated the Lions, the Packers and the Saints are the three teams to mm-hmm. to watch on and Keel Harry. Which Packers and the Saints would be interesting to see as they both could use a number two receiver right. heavily. Maybe a different offense, and Keel Harry does it. Um but yeah, nothing really to write home about a receiver. Uh so this is weird. Tight ends here, we're gonna talk about four because like Janu Smith and Hunter Henry were the high paid acquisitions. Uh, I think Janu Smith outproduces Hunter Henry, but they both had injury issues. New England just spent third-round picks on Devin at CSE and Dalton Keene last year as well.
0: So, I mean, it takes a little
1: time for some of these guys to pan out.
0: Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> they spent a lot of money on these tight ends, so they're going to probably use them. But
1: Unless injury, that's what I'm saying. Right. These third-round picks, if injuries strike, do one of these guys produce? Like... A CSC and Keener guys I'm not drafting, but I'm keeping them on, like, my watched list on Fantasy to just check on injuries. New England's going to get pretty evident they're going to run two tight end sets. Mm -hmm. I think Jenny Smith's my guy that's borderline the number one tight end where he could be a top 12. Uh, Hunter Henry, I think, is very well stowed away as as a number two. I don't think it's the same as it was years ago when Gronk, and what's his name? Hernandez, Gronk and Hernandez oh, I, were the same, and they were that's both what I was top. Thinking of, but I wasn't. sure. They were both top was. five, but they were top five tight ends at right. that point in time. You didn't know what you were doing. They were both potential top five tight ends. I don't think that's where we're at here. Mm-hmm. I think Janu Smith has the potential to be a top eight tight end. Yeah. I don't think I'm t- calling him the number one option. Right. He's not going. Hunter Henry's not like number Gronk. five. Uh, but to review New England here, Cam Newton, pass on him. Mac Jones worth the flyer, but nothing but a flyer. Damian Harris, um, good enough I would say to be a flex play, but I don't need him as a as a number as a top twenty four number two tight end or running back. Uh, James White and Ramondre Stevenson worth a draft spot, but as depth, sell sell wholly on Sony Michel. Wide receivers, uh, maybe draft Jacoby Myers in a flex or a late spot, yeah. but I don't need the rest of them. Uh, and then Janu Smith, draftable. Hunter Henry, your number two. Watch the other two. Uh, finishing it up,
0: the Jets. Zach Wilson, Gary, what do you think? Um, So, it's been quiet about Zach Wilson. There hasn't been too Outside much. Outside of him asking his mom to delete her Instagram? Yeah, there hasn't been a lot of um, news on him. Did you see that story? Yeah, she, she, she keeps embarrassing. Well, she keeps
1: embarrassing him because she's being a total Karen, and he told her he'd pay her to delete her Instagram, and <laughs> she wants nothing to do with it.
0: Hey, I mean, I don't know. Um, Zach was another one of those maybe stash kind of things because we don't know. I mean, he he looks like he's going to be a good quarterback, um, but I mean, the Jets are the Jets. Even though they, it seems like they're going to be
1: better, better slightly.
0: But another one of those stash on your roster kind of guys, he could be your third quarterback if you're if you already have like maybe a Matt Stafford or a like maybe a Pat Mahomes. I don't know somebody somebody who's worth starting.
1: Um. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Zach Wilson's the same. I think to me he's to me if I'm in the dumps and I need a number two quarterback desperately, and I've I need a backup quarterback if his bye week. Follows with it, mm-hmm. I think I'm taking the flyer on Zach Wilson, looking for the
0: same. Unless he's like completely dumping the bed and he's putting up correct. Less than but 10 I, I'm to... saying,
1: I mean, even in the draft, I I I don't necessarily need to hold on to him if he's been garbage. Mm-hmm. But if I've got Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, I don't necessarily need another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do take the flyer on Zach Wilson. It's a worst-case scenario. If Zach Wilson pans out like Justin Herbert, you can trade him, keep your top quarterback, and then you can move him for another piece to build your team around. And that's like that's the name of the game. You want to hit on as many of these low-roster players so you can spin into better position on your team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, running backs, Michael Carter. I'm going to put Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman as a 1A1B here Yeah, because I think that's the way that you should view drafting them. Michael Carter, which is funny when we when you and I first did our mock um, three weeks ago or so, when we did our our first mock and mm-hmm. you I think jumped on him in like the nineties, mm-hmm. I went back and did two mocks last week without you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he had slipped to one ten already. Mm-hmm. Okay, well if I'm gonna go at one ten and be able to bolster out and round out starting running backs, yeah, I'll go those back to back picks and go Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman. I'm guaranteeing a starting running back on a team. And right. that's the name of the game of production. Oh, is he getting carries? Well, He's
0: probably going to be worth something. I'm going to need him to take carries for my... Uh, fan Or your dynasty. Yeah, dynasty league.
1: Um, so he actually was in the news this weekend as well. Someone in the New York City area asked him about thoughts on him being the starting quarterback. And his exact words were, I'm not concerned from the starter or not. I'm coming out and planning on doing big things. And I'm going to make production regardless if I'm the number one or number two. So he's planning on seeing the ball, whether he's getting the lion's share of the caps or mm-hmm. of the snaps or not. Uh, and the Jets, I think, are hoping that Michael Carter is going to be the guy who gets the lion's share. Uh, oh. This is the messiest, messiest good-bad wide receiver group in the league, I think. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims. Keelan Cole and Braxton Berrios. I just said that because I know you like Braxton Berrios. I do
0: like Braxton Berrios.
1: Uh, I don't think Corey Davis is going to end up being their number one receiver at the end of the no, year.
0: No, I think Elijah Moore. Is I'm going thinking to... Elijah Moore as well. I wouldn't shock me. It's funny to well, not funny, but it's kind of sad to see Denzel M's four here when I believe he was their f- one of the first round picks last second year. round pick last second year, year pick? for them
1: out of Baylor. Um, that's what I was going
0: to say. I wonder if I wonder if, court, or if before the
1: season starts they they do cut ties with Jameson Crowder. Um because I could see more getting the slot reps and taking taking over with the slot. Mm-hmm. Mims and Davis being your two outside threats.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean who Barrios is one of those slot guys too. He
1: is, and he and so is Keelan Cole though. So they, they have four slot receivers on that six man mm-hmm. rep. Slot receiver's gonna kinda help Zach Wilson out of the out of the reps. Closer to the line doesn't have to do it if it doesn't have to bomb it if he's in a hurry and that's why I don't think Corey Davis is going to be as as efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Davis, great player, also needs to be able to get open with the Jets' line still learning to mesh with a rookie quarterback. Right, it's a whole other unless Corey Davis is running because he just kicked the guys' shin out and he's wide open. I don't see it being that easy for like the Corey Davis Zach Wilson connection right mm-hmm. away. Um I and you I mean you personally know this and I think the listeners might by now as well. I personally love Jameson Crowder. I could see him going to another team. I think it's a combination of money and depth there that they might not need him anymore. Right. Um I mean, honestly, in the right spot, I think all four of those top four are draftable.
0: Yeah, I mean at least
1: Mims it, Mims and Moore are gonna be flyers. Yeah. And if that's your round fifteen, sixteen flyer. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Davis should be productive, but the thing is, I think Corey Davis is the same thing he's been every year with with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What version of
0: Corey Davis shows up? It's not the fifth overall pick, Corey Davis. The only thing that's going to suck is if Zach Wilson is just uh, like awful. Backup quarterbacks, James Morgan, Mike White. Who?
1: Hey, man. Don't make fun of White, Mike.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, um... They're just, I think they're heavily banking on Zach Wilson being the guy. I, which, I mean, you and I you, came you, out immediately before they even changed the draft
1: stock in February and said, hey, he's our number two. Okay. And then everything kind of started to shift, and you and I were smart going, hey, he was our number two. Yeah, right. Um, that was before everything, everybody took a toll. At that point in time, I think people were still saying, you know, Justin Fields is our number one quarterback.
0: I think the Jets would be smart in signing a veteran, a, I, a well-known veteran. He,
1: yeah, um, the thing is, though, James Morgan was their third round pick last year, mm-hmm. so they have two top hundred players. Maybe go grab a Matt Barkley. It wouldn't be bad. It'd be a nice camp body. Mm-hmm. Um, tight end wise, Chris Herndon, Ryan Griffin, Tyler Croft, Kenny Uboa. That's kind of a wide open tight end room. Chris Herndon has supposedly had this this competition unlocked for years now and cannot put it together. Mm-hmm. Chris Herndon's reminding me of Virgil Green. Who yep. Used to be with the Chargers, who was supposed to be the next coming of Antonio Gates, and never took the job. Um, Ryan Griffin is an adequate blocker who has tight end upside. Mm-hmm. He's a poor man's Darren Fells. I could see Tyler Croft having a bounce back. He never got the shot in Buffalo. The league kind of did him dirty with with COVID tests. Yep. And then you got Kenny Eboa, who's a complete unknown. We watched some tape on him. We don't hate him. But I I honestly think, come week one, Mm -hmm. September 2021, any of those four could be number one tight end on that roster. Yeah. Would I draft any of them in fantasy? Not a chance. No. Uh, So what do we think here, though, Jets-wise? Zach Wilson, same as the last three. Yeah. Maybe worth a flyer, but I don't Mm -hmm. need to draft him. Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman should be 1A, 1B. If you draft one, you should draft the second as a handcuff. Um... Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder are all draftable, but should not be counted on for production immediately. Right. And screw the tight end room.
0: Yeah, the tight ends I don't want anything to do with. Gary, you got anything else you want to say about the uh, Jets? No, I mean, it looks like they might be in a better direction to turn it around a little bit, but we'll see. Um, I think they're going to go through a little bit of growing pains with Zach Wilson. I don't think he's going to be... um, Immediately immediately, the top guy. Immediately the top guy. I don't think he's going to have a Justin Herbert type year. But I think um, as like a guy you want to grab later, that's totally fine. So I think
1: I want to put it this way. I don't think he's going to have a Justin Herbert year. But I don't think he's going to have a Sam Darnold rookie year either.
0: No, I think he's
1: going to fall somewhere in the middle of yeah, them. He's, he's going to give a better glimmer of hopes for the New York City crowd...
0: I think he's going to be in a little bit of shell shock because he... Like, Came out of BYU. BYU, he's afraid of the big city. Yeah, and... if you watched him at the draft, he was just super awkward.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, not all of us can be a hippie with long hair named Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> but guys, uh, it's nice to have Gary back. This up Next episode, we will go to the NFC East. Oh, Whipty, we get to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Um But we're back, guys. We are going to buzz through the divisions over the next month or so. Maybe get some guests on here and there. And uh, hopefully, hopefully by the time we're done with these, we'll really be getting the swing of things with preseason games. Hopefully not injuries, but any injuries we can report. And bigger fantasy news. We'll get to see some camp battles and who's really showing off. So... Gary, you got anything you want to say to to your adoring fans on your back? Yeah, it's nice to be back. I took a little break, and now we're going to keep grinding. All right. Well, guys, I think that'll do it. Uh, So until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. I'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.